This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politics. He's back. Yes, unlike a company board member called to appear before a public committee, he made an effort to show up. Please welcome back our Minister of Interpretation, Butsang Muilwa. Butsang, welcome back, brother man. Thank you, Brother Fresh, and uh, good morning to the viewers, followers, and listeners. Yes, sir. Let's go straight to the courts. Uh, Nandipa Makudumani is back in the courts, and she's saying, nope, I'm going to the Court of Appeal. Uh, for those that uh, have been in a coma, what's happening with that case? I wonder why we're doing the coma. Well, look, uh, first, let's, let's, let's mention to our viewers and followers this. The reason we are following this story because it had the consular international relation aspect. Mm. And coming back to the country, it's a legal matter, but there's something of interest there. Uh, the reason why Nandi Pamakudumana is appealing because the legal team, obviously, they are convinced that she's got a case. And I personally think... Okay, so what was the case, case last week? The, the case last week, what we discussed, is that she applied or approached the court to say when she was removed with Tabo Bester from the Republic of Tanzania, she was actually abducted. Mm. It was much more, instead of a deportation, it, so was, it was an extradition. An extradition. Okay. And, and, and you, know, you know, Fresh, it was very interesting how the court came to this conclusion. Mm. The presiding officer, the judge, correctly says, if Nandipa thought she was not handled properly inside Tanzania, she should have raised that matter with the, with the Tanzanian authorities. That's one element. Mm -hmm. The second element, she says, or he said, he believes and he agrees with Magudumana's application mm -hmm. that she was not deported. You know, the whole process that took place, they just sit in court and say, I think it was a disguise. This was the way that was used. It was a disguised form of, uh, 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 you know, uh, deportation. It was, mm. you know, disguised as deportation, but it was an extradition. And for that statement, for the judge to arrive at a point and to say that whether it was a statement in passing, as they say in court, or it's factual, and that's what gave the Magudumana team mm. a leeway to say, no, no, we'll go and appeal this. The judge, on one hand, can say uh, 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 you consented, because the only reason the judge agreed with the respondent, which was the Department of Home Affairs as the additional respondent, uh, SAPS, as well as the South African High Commission. The only reason the judge agreed with them is because he said Magudumana agreed to be brought back to South Africa. Okay, so she so didn't does protest. She didn't protest. Yes. But again, it, it, it's a balance of probabilities mm -hmm. because this is this was a civil action. It was not a criminal matter. It's a, it's a civil. So it's balance of probabilities. Why would a presiding officer not believe Magudumana, mm. but believe the government when when the presiding officer himself has already said on three occasions during that process the government has done wrong. First of all, there was a contradictory uh, uh, information from the first secretary of the High Commission, and they, he disregarded that. Now, my understanding of the legal process is once a case is presented in front of you mm. as a judge, you rely on the information that is presented in front of you. And you stand up and say, some of the information that was presented before me is contradictory. That on its own was supposed to say to this judge, I will give Makudumana you know, a, a balance of probabilities favor because they're already done wrong things. The question of mm. what was the role of the police in that process. Now we have come to know that the role of the police was to focus on the SKP, Tabo Bester, but not on Nandipa. Again, there's, there's a probability to say they may have been involved in Nandipa's 
this guy's extradition. But it, it's very worrying. The reason I brought this up this week, mm. it's because it's very worrying when you look at how judges make decisions in South Africa. I think in this particular instance, it is because of the nature of the main case crime that they have committed. Mm. You know, uh, people were murdered, not by them. Uh, people were burned, their bodies were burned, corpses were stolen, somebody who's a rapist and murderer escaped from prison, they left the country unofficially. But are we saying as lawmakers or law, you know, appliers going to ignore what the constitution prescribed vis-a-vis mm. -vis the noise in the, in the street? Because in this instance, if we are going to, to sit and say there would have been an uproar if Magudumana was, you know, uh, uh, granted a, a, a favorable decision by the court, then the public will say, oh, now they have money, you understand? But let's look at it judicially, realistically, I, I, and constitutionally. I was going to say, and so what if there's an uproar? What does the law say? Again, and that's why I'm saying, I think mm. they have a case to appeal. They've got a leg to appeal mm. because... You, the, the judge broke the law. You can't make a decision and say, I don't think you were treated fairly. I think this was, you know, and, and, and this allegation is true. I agree with you, but you didn't protest. And Magudamana, in their submission, mm -hmm. stood up and said, no, 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 but I didn't consent. So there was no material evidence yeah. that made the judge to rule in favor of the state. And people must not think when we are discussing this, we are getting involved in the case or we are in favor of Magudamana. But we are simply saying, in the interest of justice, mm. we should all be fair, equal the courts. And, and we may jump in and go to the same case of Jacob Zuma as well that happened this week. And, and where I think the, the judiciary had you know, overextended its arm. It, despite the fact that the court had said Jacob Zuma can't be granted leave to go and prosecute a journalist and his former legal representatives, uh, uh, the advocate, in, in a private prosecution. Despite that fact, mm. the presiding officer goes and extends a hand and even blocks Jacob Zuma to go and try and, and prosecute or charge them in any other court or, or you know, pursuing this matter further. That is an outreach and extended arm of the judiciary. And that's what I think to say. People are saying... People, uh, politicians are abusing positions, those with money, they're abusing the legal services. But we wrote this loss. We have parliament, we have MPs mm. who took old apartheid laws. You will hear that in court sometimes. They quote acts of 1960s, acts of 1970s, acts of 1980s. Mm. Why are they still using them? Because our lawmakers, MPs, have approved those laws to be used. In the new laws that came after 1994, the very same MPs created those laws. Now, when people go out like Jacob Zuma, Nani Pama Gudumana, Busim uh, whoever goes and use what the law provides, what the constitution provides, we should not look at it as if they're abusing their power or they're abusing the system because we created the system. True. MPs created these laws. These laws were signed off to become acts of parliament. And if Fresh and Botsang can apply them, mm. why wouldn't an ex-president apply them? Flip the coin, Fresh. Let's look at how President Ramaphosa, right now, we're sitting with two cases. One, the Palapala money. Uh, the case is one year. It's exactly one year now mm -hmm. since this case was opened. Nothing has materially happened from the police side and the prosecuting side. So he's using his democratic rights enshrined in the constitution. The second one, uh, despite the Palapala dollar saga, is the bank statement mm -hmm. of the funding of the CR17 campaign. 
We, he used the court to seal those bank statements. And people are so angry when other people exercise their democratic rights, mm. which are enshrined in the constitution and the laws of this country. The problem is not the criminals. The problem is not the corrupt. The problem we are sitting with in South Africa is our own laws that we have created. Sure. And, and that's where we are sitting at. In fact, uh, you, sp you speak of lawmakers in parliament. Um, there's the case of uh, the hearing into the public protector's fitness uh, to hold office. Uh, her husband came forward and said, the members of parliament that have been saying, if you pay us 600,000 rand each, we'll make this whole thing go away. And then the other day, there was a whole trunch of um, screenshots of conversations on WhatsApp yes. that were supposedly linked to this case. Now, now one of the um, accused dies all of a sudden. Certainly so. Uh, and uh, and, and may her, her soul rest in peace. Are the two linked? Conspiracy theorists are saying it doesn't make sense that she just, all of a sudden, she's gone. Well, it's, it's, I was one of those who were taken aback, you yeah. know, uh, 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 may the, the, the soul of Miss Tina Peterson Jumaj rest in peace. Yes. But... Look, in politics, I wouldn't rule anything out. Mm. Anything. I, I don't want to cast aspirations sure, and make sure. allegations, but I would not. It is very, very strange and, and sad that uh, this lady, there were no reports of her being ill in, in a you know, most recent time. And suddenly there's this damning allegation that she was in the forefront or she was the main link mm. between that. It is her phone that those WhatsApps were, 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 were communicated from. It is her who was in the forefront of these meetings. Alleg allegedly. And allegedly, yeah. And, and, and suddenly, you know, she passes on. But le let's leave the passing on on the site until the, you know, family and investigators mourn and, 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 and find out what happened. Mm. The most interesting part is that, and that's one thing that has been very elusive. I'm good in getting information. And this instance, my sources have been elusive with, apparently there's a voice recordings that are part of those WhatsApps. Oh, wow. And, and I think voice recordings will give a little bit better picture of mm. what actually transpired there. But uh, again, you know, uh, it has delayed this whole week. It has delayed uh, the process of, of, of parliament. The ATM, the political party, has written to the Speaker of Parliament mm. as well as to the presiding officer mm. to, to excuse himself out of the process. But Jan Chi is saying, but why should I recuse myself? There's nothing that's been proven here. Well, I must uh, prove I am uh, corrupt. They haven't done that. Well, 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 look, this is actually not even a, a judicial process where you have to prove. Mm. I think it is much more of ethical okay. as well as for the best interest of the state. If, if somebody accuses me of wrongdoing, mm. I, I, they have the right to prove that I've done wrong. They, you know, they can take their time to prove that I'm done wrong. But whilst we are awaiting for the process or the platform to arrive where I can go and defend myself against this allegation, we at times, depending on the position you are occupying, mm. to apply morals and ethics. I ask a question, what will Janti lose mm. if he refuses himself? What, what, what harm will she cause? Because a presiding officer... In a, in, a, in a hearing mm. or any other process is supposed to be neutral, sure. in inverted commas. Okay, so now, 
if you bring another neutral person, and we have almost 400 MPs, they can bring any of them, a neutral person, to come and continue. They don't have to start all over. The presiding officer actually, in a disciplinary process, does not even have to have the facts about the case, the merits of the case. Mm. They're supposed to come with a clear mind. So anybody can go and replace him and take it from where it is moving forward. Because they're all other MPs who have been part of this committee are still there. Mm. And some of them are simply saying to you, Honorable Member, excuse yourself so that we may proceed. He has given until this coming Monday to respond because uh, Advocate Nkwebane had until uh, Friday. Mm. Uh, he was, mm. She was given instructions to have until Friday to put it in writing. But you see, the country has lost two weeks now mm. of back and forth. These lawmakers, they knew what is prescribed why did they have to go back and forth call each other go to the media including advocate Nkwema and herself she's exercising her right but this back and forth we have lost two weeks as a country so now janji will only respond on on monday whether she, he is correctly so and it is a correct procedure too if you have been accused or alleged to have done something you must be given the right to respond and presiding officers have powers to say no 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 i didn't do that and i'm not excusing myself he can come back and say that but you're saying for the sanctity of the position exactly he to to protect that if i was sitting in that mm -hmm. position i would have it is the same as the zondo you know yeah. uh, what harm will it cause it's really causing harm now mm -hmm. with the delays so i i think for for the nature of that position mm -hmm. you know uh, he should just step aside on this matter let it end mm -hmm. and somebody else must go and it's ethics that's one thing we we lack in the public service it's ethics it's morals it's conscience it's you sitting there and say i didn't do anything wrong but my conscience says to me to avoid problems and to not to taint the process, not to taint the process, not to taint the process. Yeah. Let me step out because if he continues and we found out that in future there is there is the truth in the allegations. Mm. If they find out that, then Ms. Mukwebani will stand up in future and say that whole process was fraught because now there is. I don't say that will what that that's what will happen, but I'm saying if. It happens that there is there is the truth in the allegations. Mm. Now, in order to avoid that in future, step aside. Sure. Step aside and let this whole thing. The, the ANC has a step aside regulation. This is a, 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 a member of parliament of the ANC. You don't have to be charged and found guilty. You know, and I'm like I'm saying, conscience must kick in in this instance. Let's stay in Parliament. Uh, the EFF has new member members of Parliament. In fact, the very new member, I mean, Mzone Lemanyi is a new member of uh, the the EFF. Uh, Eugene Mtetwa of Trompis is a new member of Parliament. Also, mm -hmm. uh, your thoughts on those moves? Well, let me start with Eugene. Eugene Mtetwa has been has been a, a member of the EFF for a very long time. He's yeah. not a new member now, mm -hmm. and I've I've followed Eugene Mtetwa for a number of years. He has been you know, groomed very well by his position as the spokesperson and an activist for artists, you know, in South Africa. Mm. So he was exposed to a lot of labor challenges, labor problems, unfair treatment of South African artists. Eugene Chad has been one of the people who have been in the forefront, who have been very vocal. He's been an activist for the longest for time. For a very long time. In fact, when it was unpopular to be an activist, when people uh, prefer to keep quiet because I'm guarding my plate, Eugene was in the forefront, exactly. saying this is wrong. Part, part of Eugene's career as an artist to suffer, mm. it is because he was vocal. Yes. So so uh, politics are not just politics that people talk. 
uh, like the Karl Marx and the Sobukas and the Mandelas. Mm -hmm. This element of artists who suffered. Yes. Uh, you are one of the casualties of artists, you know, mm -hmm. that, that suffered due to labor regulations and processes. And, and I see Eugene as a good asset for the EFF to place him there. Mm -hmm. The voice of the artists, the arts and culture issues, there's somebody who has experienced, has been in the trenches, and, and I think it was a good placement. And he has been the member of the EFF for quite some time. Okay, and then come to, oh, uh, uh, Comrade Brother Mzonele Mani. Yeah, that, that, you know, somebody posted on Twitter yesterday uh, of my brother to say uh, when he was at ANC, he was Jimmy Mani. Then he went to ATM as Mzonele. Yeah. Maybe he may change his name now being in the EFF as Commissar, somebody Mani. But uh, it's less than five years. Mm -hmm. The gentleman is the member of it's less than a month he's a member of the EFF. And again, we see fresh this is where we should question leadership. I'm not taking anything away from Mzwan mm. I've I've worked with him, I know him very well for years. He's a very good he's, uh, uh, the EFF is going to benefit from money being there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but also what he brings is the acumen of business. Remember, he was at some stage. A, a, a leader of the BMF, and, and he was in government as a DG at, at the GCIS. He's got very well-vested background in the public service, so it's, it's an asset, it's an addition. But let's flip the coin and look at democratic processes. Mm. If I was a member of the EFF, I'd be sitting there and saying to myself, is there democracy in the organization? You know the ANC, I know, before you become to leadership in their constitution, you have to be a member, I think, for five or ten years before you can start contesting for that. But uh, uh, he may not be a leader of the organization because they get elected in a mm -hmm. Congress. But to move, if I join the EFF today, then next week I become a member of parliament, what does it say? Does it say the people in the EFF at branches, don't they vote? And, and appoint people to go and contest at regions, then at mm -hmm. national, or provinces, then national, then at national, they make a list based on what? On the, your level or the number of votes you got within the organization. It's very clear to us that, uh, uh, that, 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 is, that that's not how it works. So the National Command Council, led by the Commander-in-Chief of the EFF, they sit down and they look at uh, who's a good boy that we can use in parliament like you. We think you deserve a space in parliament. It may demoralize other people, but it may also be a strategic move. In fact, that, that, that's what I was going to argue, that yes, there's democratic processes within the party, but given Manyi's pedigree, is it not in the party's interest to parachute him in anyway? It, it is. It is in the party. And it has happened before. If you remember, uh, uh, there's, there's a lady uh, who's an advocate now who was at some stage the treasurer general of the of the EFF. She also joined the EFF at a very late stage when the organization was formed and she moved to be an MP. So it is in the best interest and strategic interest of the organization, of the EFF, to do this. Zanella is going to give the ANC a run for their money in that parliament. I can tell you between now and the next elections, he's well informed. He has been in the trenches of the ANC. Mm. He knows what's going on in government processes. So it's a very good strategic move, but we should not put a blind eye Again, if Julius was in here, you know what he will say? Mm. Democratic centralism. Mm. Yes, we are democratic, but it's centralized here in the National Command Council. Mm. 
We make decisions here. And we are still democratic. You, we use you, the powers. You've entrusted us with that. We have entrusted us with the powers yes. to can make such decisions. And that's what democratic centralism, you know, uh, relates to. So the voters and the members of the ANC, they've put the National Command Council there. The National Command Council is running the organization. Again, uh, if I have to weigh it, I think it's an 8 out of 10 to the leadership of the EFF. That was a great move. And and Mzanele and, and is very brave as well. You know, you can see he's a political animal. Sure. To change children, I've been a case chief fan since birth, and at times I feel like ditching the T-shirt, but nah, I, I'm still loyal to that. And yeah. Um, I, I think uh, we've both been abused uh, by chiefs for a while, but we'll stay the course. I, I'll ask then. I'm cozy for life. Absolutely. There's been word of um, the BRICS summit possibly going to Beijing. Look, that is that way. I've, I've, I've stopped listening to the media. Let me tell you what is happening. Yes. People are digging. Mm. Everybody's digging. Jericho has managed us very well. Uh, uh, the media, the analysts, by not releasing information as we would wish. Mm. Uh, uh, so far, there's not been any official position from Jericho or from the government. But we saw another backtrack last week, uh, uh, this passing week, where Figilem uh, Balula, the Secretary General of the ruling party, started talking about the best interests of their country. Maybe we should relook at this position and mm. don't risk the economy and things like that. Again, our threat setter unprincipled position is catching up with us. We should have taken a principled position. Putin, you are not coming here from the beginning. Oh, yes, you are coming here mm -hmm. and move with it. This thing of one week having this story, another week, another story, we are trusting waters. It shows a lack of principle. Mm -hmm. Once you change your decision and your position every week towards such an important aspect of politics and geopolitics in the country, then you are not a principal position. What is our official principal position? We spoke last week about mm -hmm. the official legal position that the DA is banking on, but the ANC has taken a decision to leave the ICC. The president spoke about it, then took a step back. You know, they took eight steps forward and three steps back. Uh, again, that's, that's a sign of an unprincipled position. I, I do not know. Uh, you know, I like it when I go on public for the first time. And, yes. So, and I said, I do not know. I do not know if this matter will go to Beijing. But again, you look at the logistics. Mm. You look at a principle as well to say, oh, for the sake of Putin, BRICS member states, let's not look at South Africa, mm. BRICS member states were prepared to move the summit out of the Republic of South Africa to Beijing, to China. Really, is Mr. Putin that important? He is important mm. in the world politics. Mm. Uh, but uh, again, let, let's wait and see what's happening in the coming week sure. uh, regarding this matter. I still think South Africa must take a, a very firm principle position. Between now and August, mm. South Africa would have withdrawn from the ICC because there is a policy position of the ruling party and I sat on this platform. It was not taken only now. It was taken primarily in 2017. And should have been implemented back then. Yes, they mm. were just implement. Mm. So what, the, 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 I thought the easy way we're to too apologetic. We're too apologetic. And apologetic to who, you understand? Mm. So the United States that is putting, you know, a thumb on top of a cockroach, you know, called South Africa, is not even a member of that ICC. Mm. I don't say South Africa must break rules and regulations. I'm saying use the tools you have to your disposal in order to get out of this mess. Mm. But I'm sitting and I'm thinking Russia is quiet in this whole process. Russia is very quiet. You know, President Putin has received an invitation. President Putin has accepted an invitation. I can tell you the Russian embassy has been preparing for President Putin to come here. 
two weeks ago, the Russian government sent an advanced team, mm. you know, of all, you know, official political personnel and administrative personnel to come and do preparations for the visit of their head of state. So Russia is doing things according to their books. And according for them, to the party's on. For them, the party's on. And they've, they've even gone to the gift register. This uh, is what we're paying. Uh, exactly. We'll bring 20 Russian dolls. We'll bring, yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but it's a, it's a way, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult situation for South Africa as a country. Yes, sir. Uh, but uh, again, and I will, I will emphasize on principles. We have laws in this country. We have rules. But also, when your laws are in conflict, what you would normally do as a human being, you will look at the best interest. Mm. At times, that's why a good leadership is important. Because when, when you are conflicted, that's where leadership must make a decision. To say we are caught up in and a... leadership is precisely about being decisive. Yes, you must be decisive. Mm. You, and, and, and we are sitting with the leadership that is not decisive, that is still consulting. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to get leader experts to tell us whether we should go ahead with this or not. No, 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 no. President Ramaphosa, you have been put there because South Africans have entrusted you sure. in making a decision. So make a decision. Mm. And, and, that is, and, and like we have said before, Part of the characteristics of a good leader is to be decisive mm. and be accountable as sure. well. Decide if things have gone wrong, you will say, I decided I will face the music, but we don't have that situation at the moment. Mm. We, 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 we are not like Americans. Americans make decisions and they popular die. Popular or not. Popular or not. Popular or not. The and, they, and, and they take decisions. And, mm. and all of them, you know, they had a black Obama at some stage, made a decision. Donald Trump came with very ridiculous decisions that nobody ever imagined. He went down by the sword because of his decisions. In fact, uh, Mike Pence uh, on Tuesday uh, stood up and said, I am running for president on the Republican card. And I don't believe Donald Trump should be allowed back into the White House because uh, at crunch time, Trump said to me, I need to choose between him and the Constitution. Yeah. And that I need to overturn, was it the 2020 election result? Yes, it was the, the, it was the 2020 election result yes. of... of uh, Biden was contesting yes. at that time. And basically and was saying that uh, Biden must not be allowed to ascend. Yeah. Yes. Politics, like I always say, mm. if you are in power, yeah. no matter what the voters say, you can manipulate this. So this... Mike, how, how damaging is it to Trump running again it's really, that Mike Pence is saying, this dude was saying to me, choose between me and the Constitution. And I chose the Constitution. We don't know if he chose. Well, we, he can't well he did. I chose the Constitution because uh, uh, Biden became victorious. Yes. But I wonder how is it going to reflect on his party members, the Republicans, mm. uh, knowing them that their vice, former vice president actually betrayed the decision of their president, but Trump is in court. We spoke about it the other day, uh, trying to save his political life and going to jail probably. Now, his, his former de vice or deputy is, is actually betraying him at a very crucial uh, moment to say, but remember there's allegations mm. that Trump had collaborated or connived with Russia when he came into power before with Putin. There's a lot of things in business, then there's uh, sex, you know, uh, 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 records and tapes. But now this guy is adding more fuel into the fire mm. to say he even is going to be a darling. Let me tell you what Mike is doing. He's going to be a darling of the Americans mm. to say he is a Republican. He was deputizing uh, 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 Donald Trump, but he acted on behalf of the entire nation and for the opposition, which are the Democrats. Mm. And, and we can see that Biden has not done well. I don't think he will make it the second round. Uh, but I think he has positioned himself very well to say, 
I didn't take sides. There, I, I stood up for the Constitution. I stood up for the Americans. Mm. But it is damning for for you know former President Donald Trump, and I think it's going to worsen his woes. Uh, things are gonna get worse for him uh, because again they may add more charges mm. Mm. Uh, if he can come and testify. They may add more charges to what, what he's already facing. Uh, uh, to say it's treasonous what he was doing, it's undemocratic, mm. and all that. But if I was Donald Trump. With this new information, I will step back. I will just leave politicians to run with their thing. He was trying to be a businessman amongst the hawks. You know, the politicians are hawks, and, and that will not work in any place. Sure. You must, even if you're a businessman, when you're with politicians, you must do as they wish sure. and as they want. And that's how, you know, uh, the, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds have survived in the world. They're business people but they are holding the hands of politicians all around. And that's what had made them successful. They don't step on their toes. They work with they, them. They lobby from, they legally lobby. And exactly, exactly. You know? Well, in inverted commas legal, I like it yeah. when you put it like that. But these are the geopolitics of the world. And, and, and now what has delayed the United States of America, this guy has also taken an advantage of America is defocused a little bit from domestic politics. They are focusing on the dollar trade affairs mm. as well as the BRICS coming up and the Putin-ICC-Ukraine war. So that has derailed the, the, you know, the, the ruling Democrats at the moment. Mm. And he just took advantage of what is happening in the country to say, let me strike now. Uh, I had even forgotten that the Americans are going into presidential elections mm. you know, next year because we are all focusing on the Ukraine war. And I think he did the right thing. Very smart move of him, but very brave move as well mm. uh, to go. But, you know, we have seen it in South Africa, whereby the vice presidents, they've gone. Uh, 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 President Zuma went for President Mbeki. Mm. Uh, uh, and then moving forward, uh, President Ramaphosa went for President Zuma. Uh, we don't know if President Mashatile will come next year and go for President Ramaphosa. So, I would, if I was in politics, I wouldn't trust my deputy. Mm. I would, the way things At have all. been going yes, on, yes, I will yes. never trust my deputy. Now, let's bring it back here. Speaking of presidents under pressure, big business um, had a massive meeting uh, with um, ministers and the president this week mm -hmm. saying, we want to help. Uh, we want to help. We want to help with uh, power issues. We want to help with logistics. Uh, we are pros at this. We've been doing this. Let us help. We want to help with issues of corruption um, and, and state capture and everything. What are your thoughts on big business standing up and saying, uh, and not saying, firstly, we told you so? Because a lot of things they're helping with are things they've been saying for years. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, look, uh it is it is an open secret that uh, business in South Africa mm. had, had created President Ramaphosa. One, as a person. Yeah. Two, the ANC historically, and it doesn't start now with President Ramaphosa. Historically, from Nelson Mandela time, the ANC have been funded and kept alive, especially after 19, around the 90s, by, by big business. Mm. Okay? And thirdly, when President Ramaphosa came into power, that's when it went wildly into the open. You know, it was very clear that this business, it started with Save South Africa campaign. Then after that, we know that it's not yet confirmed to us, but it is in the public forum that big business have contributed billions mm. collectively of rents into the CR17 campaign. Mm. So now you are correct when you say they are not going to their boy mm. that they have put into power and say, we have put you here, we have given you a directive, we have sat down and said to you, when you get into power, do A, B, C, D, E. Sure. 
the, the Ramaphosa administration in my books has dismally failed in most of the things that they were supposed to do. And if we don't call a spade a spade, we'll be sitting with the same problems in future. Mm. Now, big business is quiet to say we are part of the mess. We created this mess. The rent is where it is not because of the ambassador's utterances, but mm. also because of big business. It is a big business that is doing 93% of state contracts with the government. They are in businesses, mm. you know, the supply of coal and all that. So they are part of the mess. They are part and they control politicians. They feed them and they control the and they fund the ruling party. In Zoom administration, it could have been the Guptas and 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 that uh, you know Tegetas and all that. Mm. In Ramaphosa it's a new kids on the block. I've listened to Marta, uh, who is one of the biggest partners and one of the few who came out and say I found that Mr. Ramaphosa to be here. I popped in a lot of money to mm. be here, and he's actually not doing a right job. Now, now going back to your point is, what should they do? It's going to be very difficult mm. because that's where we'll start seeing the worst cases of state capture. At what expense? How should it be done? Or how do they help government? They're doing it for the country. Uh, uh, if, if they do it for the country where the government has failed, you, you made an example the other day to say if you own a business and you want to assist the government and there's a clinic in that township mm. that does not have a caravan or beds or what, if you're a big business, just go there and say, I want to fund this mm. and do it openly because once it's done in corners and secretly, that's how they could help inverters and, and whatever the country needs now. Uh, luckily, I listened to the Minister of, of Energy, uh, Ram Kopa, uh, this week also saying what we discussed before, those three energy ships that are, you know, if I give it to the power talk, ships, yes. yeah, the power ships, uh, they should not be a contract of 20 years. Mm. It should be at least up to three to five years. That's and what we, we said. That's what we said. Said. Yes. And that makes sense. Mm. But that's where big business should come in to say, now when they've talked to those power ships there to connect into the grid, we as big business miners who are using more electricity than anybody else, the construction we will invest in aiding the government to make sure that mm. energy comes. I'm just using that as one of the examples. There's a court ruling now that the, the hospitals, the schools, and the police stations, for example, must have energy. Big business was supposed to say to Praveen, Mr. Praveen, go, wait a minute, we will help you. We'll make sure that police stations... But that's what we said on the show weeks ago. Exactly, but... That instead of challenging it in court, why don't we ask the clever people in the country, how can we make this a possibility? Yes. Instead of saying it's impossible for us to do it. And 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 in, in concluding on this matter, there's another important element where big business is putting a blind eye. There's been allegations of a senior ESCOM mm. member this week. We saw WhatsApps. You know, I, I want to... Uh, align myself more with Machila Koko. Sure. I saw his cheat saying, you know these WhatsApps of a senior escort, they may have been created by the thugs themselves. Mm. And I'll tell you why. This person has not been named officially. There's never been an arrest. Now there's WhatsApps that shows that terminating infrastructure. Now this is not allegation, it's clear mm. info. Mm -hmm. And if they know who's that senior, why is the person not charged? Why is the person not arrested? Exactly. Nothing has happened. So I'm starting to believe that those ESCOM WhatsApps of a senior official at ESCOM, uh, uh, sabotaging ESCOM. I think it's a lie. I think it's a fabrication. They fabricated that and, and they don't exist. And it's the people who actually were destroying ESCOM who created that in order to move the attention. But our police, the Hawks and, and, and the NPA, I think they are sleeping. On that same note, couldn't we say the same of the screenshots about um, asking um, Kweban for 600,000 rand? That those could be fake. 
They could be, and understand, but at least those ones of Mkweban, somebody stood up, owned up to them. Mm. You know, that you say they were sent to my phone as the husband. He went to the police. He took steps. You know, mm. this ones of ESCOM that is putting us in darkness now. We are in darkness as a country. And, and that's the most important and credible information that the hawks would have wanted. Mm -hmm. When you read them, they, they corroborate what Andre Director was saying. Mm -hmm. you know, when you read them. But, but they have no source. But there's no source. Mm -hmm. There's no arrest. Who is the source of that? Mm -hmm. Can the police go to Director? And, and now we have learned again this week that one of the senior police official who is part of investigating this ESCOM crisis mm. is fearing for his life. He doesn't want to come and testify openly to Scorpa regarding these allegations. If a policeman is fearing for their life, where did you carry the gun for? You are an investigator of the biggest corruption in the country. I don't say policemen are not human beings mm. and they don't wear bulletproof vests. No, no, no. They, they, their bodies are I'm not saying that. I'm saying you are a very senior police official mm. and you were investigating one of the biggest corruption cases in the country now when it's time for you to present what you investigate, you say i was fearing for my life then why are you a police because the first step you take by becoming a policeman you are already putting your life at risk mm. and now he doesn't want to come forward and testify in public but i like what the chairperson of scopa did and said i'm now interested in what is in the report and findings yes not on the face of you, the you, you have my attention so let's no on. matter how you bring it to us yes. and i think that was a very very good move and responsible move mm. from the chairperson of scopa to say whether that person is coming with a black face or a dark face or behind the camera i'm not interested i'm interested in the content of what is coming to present that's how we should run the country you've often when we speak of uh, the nandi pa makudumani case uh, spoken about how this goes way higher than the four guys and girls uh, yeah, from they are now seven. Uh, yes but you've always said that this goes way up tragically this week uh, the investigating officer in that case oh we nearly forgot that he allegedly uh, committed suicide well it's not allegedly uh, because the police have come out of the official position to say he shot himself in the police cell. i say allegedly oh, oh because we don't have evidence today no no because yes he committed suicide but was it in jail Look, Flash, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm waiting for, for this Nandi Pa story to break out. And I think, let them do Nandi Pa wrong so that she can start singing. Or oh, those who had promised her protection, mm. they must fail to protect her. And I think when she arrives as a human being at that point, she will start saying, so far, so okay, we'll all go down. I, I'm like that. I will do that. Mm. And I hope she's like that because that's where we'll get to the nucleus mm. of this whole thing. It, it, it doesn't have to take a mathematician or a smartest person with a high level of IQ to realize that this whole thing, there's more to it. Mm. And I've given examples. It's bigger than Tabo. It's, it's bigger than Tabo Pester. And, and again, we should as a nation, and I, I think this is what our viewers should do. Mm. People must go and search. And you can search anywhere. You can ask your police friends, court friends, Google or whoever. And I still say, let us be sensitive to the rate and the murder part. But let us look at this Tabo Bester when he was sent to jail. I looked at something interesting last night. You know when Tabo Bester was going to jail for the first time, 2011, 2012? Mm. Go and check the videos. He appeared in court with correctional services uniform. Just get a film. He was wearing the brown. It was not 
with epaulets and the marks and the name tags. But he was wearing correctional services uniform mm. when he appeared in court in 2012. Mm. That's one of the things that you must pay attention to. Tabo Bestler was a broken young black guy who became not, not stout at teenagehood in and out of jail and, and a juvenile. And I think, and this is what I think, some corrupt elements in government, in politics, in business, took advantage of Tabo Bestler. And they saw him as a tool they can use to can do the money laundering and women laundering. Because that's what happened. The whole bunch of 500 guests mm. that were sitting in that room with our friend, at least, uh, you know, um, John Elemany came and said, hey, I was there and we, I, I did not sing, but I was there. <laughs> you want to tell me that those people, yeah. those 500, mm. Heavyweight figures, some are in hiding now, some are quiet, some are distancing themselves from Nandi Guduman to say none of those people knew a Facebook rapist. Just the guy was there on video, on photos. None of them, a Facebook rapist. Another one that I know is a thorn in the police and the media site. Tabo Bester confessed to the murder of what he regarded as his girlfriend. Mm. So we're fighting like boyfriend ever. There was no rape. I was sleeping with my partner. Now he goes to jail for that. With confession. And then there are other Facebook victims of Tower Bester. Me and you and everybody else have read and heard ladies who went out on dates with him. Mm. And they are alive because they are saying, you have met this guy. This guy has been in my saloon. This. Who are the other victims mm. of Tower Bester? Where are the families? What are the names of the other people that Tabo Bester raped and murdered? Mm. So that we can make a link and a trace to this whole thing. And the people who invested in Century 21, who were at a party when the CEO, Tabo Bester, was in New York online, where are those people? What about their investments? Mm. Is it not their monies that is busy paying these expensive lawyers that we are sitting with now? I still say to South Africans and the world, there is more to the Tabo Bester case than what meets the eye. And you know that I read and I followed the story of the, uh, sadly, the policeman who allegedly committed suicide. His colleagues say when he was in court, because they had to be in court mm. on Monday, when he was in court, he was not himself on that day. Mm. He didn't look happy. He even left them there to say, can I use the vehicle to go to the police station? And in their mind, they're like, sharp, you can go thinking he will come back. Mm. And that's when he allegedly committed suicide. Now, this is a, a, a policeman with over 30 years experience. Why would this case be so heavy in the heart of this senior policeman than all other cases he has handled? And for the record, he was just promoted last year mm. to be the head of uh, uh, you know, high crimes uh, unit in the, in the free state. And that's why he ended up working on this case. So those are some of the things that one has to look into. But one day the names will come out. Uh, I, I've always said there's one element, bad element about the truth. One. Mm -hmm. the, the, the rest about the truth is good except one thing. It takes time. And that's the bad element of the truth. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are going to die. A lot of people are going to be jailed. A lot of people are going to suffer due to this person. Look at the low-hanging fruits that were refused bail now. Mm -hmm. Shame on them. You know, they were, they are, they are, it's cold. They are sitting in the police cells. Mm. Uh, we want the big fishes. But I, why do I believe that the big fishes from this Tabo Bester case are either uh, 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 politicians 
or politically connected business people. There's money involved, and you can see that they are pulling strings. You can see their power. Mm. If it was somebody like me and you, we would have long been caught. Sure. Yep. On that note, I think uh, let's call it a day. Uh, where do we find you online, Botsang? Uh, BotsangM at gmail.com, mm -hmm. as well as at BotsangM on Twitter. At Botsang M on Instagram. Where do we order the book? Okay, the book, uh, again, uh, you can use the email, uh, botsangm at gmail.com or WhatsApp me on 083-884-7787. And we are done. It's another week of, wow, what a week, hashtag politics. Now, there are reports of a pill that is producing positive results in fighting cancer. It's still early to celebrate, but the research is moving forward. So what's the point of mentioning that? Well, even when... It all seemed lost or impossible. There's some ray of hope. It may be small, but it is there. Wishing you all of you just watch the strength and hope. Thanks a lot and have a wow week ahead in spite of yourselves. Shout out to Botsang uh, Muilua for this edition of Wow, What a Week. Uh, recorded at Amp Studios, uh, downtown Jersey. Shout out to our cinematographers, uh, Pezulu Works, to the Africa Podcast Network, and our audio engineer, artist, The Flow Fraser, and our guest, Botsang Muilua, creative director, Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer, Keleso Mudisa Keng. Email us, waw at africapodcastnetwork.com.